0: Welcome to the Weird Faith Podcast Experience. With your hosts, Josh Weddle, <laughs> Phil Wayman, and Scott McClure. It's going to be a weird Wednesday, guys. We're so glad that you joined us for the weird faith podcast today. I got Scott with that one. I think you I have one. For that. Yeah, we'll have to start doing impressions with how we do uh, our opening, but <laughs> Hey, welcome to the weird faith podcast. We're glad to have you guys for another week. We've got an awesome show ahead of us today. Uh, before we get started though, I think Phil's got some shout outs for us. Yeah, absolutely. We got, uh, quite a few this week. Uh, one was from Josh
1: Trembley. Uh, he's one of our weirdos. I think he watches while he's working out or something like that or listens. Guy. Uh, he said, uh, as a guy that can't sit through a baseball game, Scott being able to name that many teams last week uh, made him want to vote for you, but he said, I locked it up talking about uh, the dark side of nature, uh, Instagram. Um, We're gonna come back
2: to that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's kind
1: of inspired this week's uh, topic, I think. But uh, he also, he voted for me for that. Although Josh uh, might've been the one that got me on it. I don't know, somebody else did. For sure, uh, but he said personally he struggles with being over competitive. Uh, he did mostly as a kid until he actually had some defeats in his life, and other people began to lift him up, and he realized how important that was uh, in our lives to have someone lift us up. Uh, Ryan Sigmund voted for Scott just to show him some love. So, there we go. Uh, keep. If, if you don't vote for Scott, he will not think you love him. So continue to, to do that. I feel that. like I've
0: seen Ryan vote for Scott most a of lot. the time. lot, yeah, Even I when Scott it. hasn't won it. I feel like <laughs> yeah. Ryan's always trying to see Scott do something weird. Yep. And uh, then Janie Carrico uh, said she can't bring herself
1: to vote for any of us as the weirdest. I don't know why, <laughs> but that's a sweet uh, thing Danger to think test. about. Yep. Uh, and uh, then she also said, personal weird baseball fact for David and herself in 1974, they were at the season opener for the Cincinnati uh, versus the uh, Cincinnati Braves versus the Reds, and at that game, we saw Gerald Ford, uh, who was the president, throw out the first pitch. Uh, the game was interrupted by a streaker, and Hank who was not Garrett, Gerald Ford, right? I think it was. David. I hope it wasn't David. I <laughs> was about to say <laughs> David Carrick. Yeah. And then uh, another thing: Hank Aaron tied Babe Ruth's uh, home run record. And the game went into 11 innings. So that's a pretty eventful uh, baseball game there. That never happens. (laughs)
2: Yeah, right. 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 Three hours of one to nothing. Yeah, exactly. So
1: (laughs) uh, pretty exciting stuff.
2: Yeah. Well, today we're going to talk about a couple of different things. But before we do this, we need to announce our weird award winner, which you kind of heard a little bit about that already. But uh, there was some miscommunication, some miscounts. So we have a weird award winner today, but Josh is going to introduce that. And this is a special opportunity because we have our very first in-house guest to help with this. So Josh, it's all you. We do. So uh, Scott doesn't know about this, but we actually
0: are going to be totally fair about our weird award winner today. (laughs) So uh, we're actually going to crown both of these awesome gentlemen as weird award winners for the first time. We'll probably not do that very often because... Hey, this isn't a participation trophy thing, right? We've got to have one. But I thought it would be fun. We had a vote for each of these guys. So uh welcome onto the show. First off, we're gonna have Safari Scott. And when oh, we hey. read through this stuff, Scott's gonna wear a safari hat over here. Yeah, uh, but welcoming on our first our first guest on the podcast. <laughs> we have Dino the Dingo Dog. All right. <laughs> so this is This is Dino, and he's going to be on the show with us today, and uh, he's going to go hang out with Phil for a second, and so Phil, uh, as you read your facts, you're going to have to speak through Dino here, and at least one of the facts have to be in an Australian accent. All right. So, through Dino, okay? What was the guy's name
2: on the Nickelodeon show Uh, It's been our childhood, that they were like jungle safari people? Oh, the wild Thornberries! Yeah, Nigel, I'm Nigel, Nigel Thornberry. Thornberry. Yeah, he yeah, looks a lot like it. He kind
0: of look like him. Never you <laughs> have the nose, right? <laughs> what was the, the kid's name that was just like, yeah, blah, blah, all yeah. The time. yeah. <laughs> He's just like a tornado all the time. Yeah.
2: But today's inspiration uh, came from a few different places. So one yesterday, one of our biggest weirdos to date, Logan Bowling, uh, stopped by the house. I'll be honest and say, say I thought a uh, door-to-door evangelist coming by the house because he mm-hmm. showed up at my house in a full like suit and tie. <laughs> Would he you is- have rather it been someone like that? Maybe <laughs> yeah. No, he was in town for uh, uh internship interview. So he stopped by the house, but he has one of the amazing stories of what happens when you listen to our show, which I have an echo in my own hat right now. This is kind of <laughs> awkward, but uh, we've had people nearly fall off the treadmill. People laughing out loud, hysterically at Planet Fitness. Yes. And this individual, Logan, we won't say exactly what happened because he's a little bit embarrassed by it. But he got speeding ticket. We'll just flat out say it. He got speeding ticket cut because he was listening to our show because Josh said he would. (laughs) The dog's looking at you. Josh said that we were highlighting him on the show, so he was waiting for it and so lost in the episode that he got pulled over because he didn't know how fast he was going. Oh, no, yeah, just with terrible. no
0: regard for human life around
2: him. We don't, uh, uh, we don't validate that. We Come don't on, validate uh, nah, speeding nah, nah, tickets. Nah, but nah. We'll but also, about that Dino? <laughs> <laughs> another inspiration was last week, Phil admitted that he and Josh have a guilty pleasure of watching dark animal videos <laughs> on social media, and we're going to hear more about that shortly. Uh, but then also every Thursday I spend uh, my afternoon with the people at the Sober Living House, mm-hmm. uh, the men. And this actually came up in conversation last week what we're going to talk about. And so shout out to those guys for being incredible. Uh, but today's episode, we're going to talk about some wild animals. But I want to have some explanation and clarification from these guys. When you say you guys spend time watching dark animal videos, what exactly are you talking about? So I'm kind of surprised. Have we not sent you any of those? Yeah, no. So there's
0: an Instagram page called the dark side of nature. Is that right, Phil? Yeah, Dark like side that. of nature. Uh, they just post very raw, real moments of Rachel, uh, nature. Like it could be, um, some kind of animal eating another animal or killing it or, uh somebody's finger getting bitten off by a lion when they're trying to mess around with it. Most of the time it's, it's, people being dumb with animals. Uh, if if you see a person in the video, you know it's about to be like, <laughs> oh, this person was way too confident. Right. They really thought they could tame this thing and be in control of it. And a lot of times they walk off with one less finger. Yeah. Or something animals like are that. not so. our friends. What's no? the craziest no. <laughs> thing that
2: you've watched on there? Sully is just waiting for you to all he's <laughs> he in a real up, deep yeah. sleep till he <laughs> Comes after. What's you. your craziest thing you've watched on there?
1: One that just happened recently was a guy that was uh, feeding a bunch of alligators and threw a piece of meat into oh, dude. the alligator pen. And one of the alligators accidentally got a hold of one of the other alligators' arms and just twisted. And it
0: just, as you can imagine,
1: it was bad. Yes,
0: <laughs> it's, it's really jarring when, you know, you're scrolling and I'm like, oh, look what Clarksburg Baptist Church posted. We got a good Friday service coming Oh, oh, like, oh no. <laughs> slide down one more we piece. We need to tag yeah. him in this
2: video. And that, so we're video.
0: <laughs> that was one of the crazier ones I've seen because this alligator, just for sport, just for fun, was just like, I'm going to yeah, grab no. this and other it was one so easy, and then just roll it until I rip its leg yeah, off. Don't mess with alligators.
2: <laughs> if you've been around Josh long enough, you know that he yeah. has uh, a lot of questions that he likes to ask, like fun questions. So he has a fun question he wants to ask us for today. Yeah.
0: So we're going to talk a little bit more about these animal experiences and stories, but If you could tame one animal to be your friend, be your pet, some kind of wild, exotic animal, if you could pick one to actually be your pet and be tamed, what would you pick? We want to hear from you guys in the comments as well, but I'd love to ask
2: uh, Scott first. So I have two options. Both are cute and cuddly. Either a penguin or an otter. Mm, Penguins smell terrible. They do smell terrible. <laughs> 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 Have you gone to like You're a penguin house? Yeah, the smells bad. it smells it's bad. like It's more feed
1: Yeah, exactly. I think what was otters, the second
2: one? Otters. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I, like I otters just, are the best. I yes. just get a big smile on my face every time I go to the zoo and I go to like the otter exhibit and they're just floating around on their back in the water, like playing with their food, like trying to open up an oyster. Mm-hmm. Like it's just adorable. I think they would be my best friend. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mine
1: would be. So this is a little bit of a different. uh take on it. So I'm training this animal, right? And he's going to be my friend. So mine would be a kangaroo, but I would mostly train it to be a guard kangaroo, right? And I would have a, a moat around my house because I don't know if you know this about kangaroos, but they are known to hide in the water and wait till you come after them and then they will drown you.
0: No way, hmm. yeah, oh no, I saw something about that the other day, yeah,
1: I think, yeah, yeah uh, yeah. So they're, they'll they like stand chest deep in water and hope that you come to them, and then they'll just hold your head underwater.
0: By the way, <laughs> kangaroos are jacked, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. dude. Oh, so it's the mean that looking at the movie, right? Kangaroo Jack, yeah, but I, I don't think, think they, it was for they the called the same it that. Room. They need to change the movie title to where it's just, just like just swollen, swollen muscles up. because yeah. kangaroos are fiercely muscular <laughs> and they're scary to look at. Have you guys ever seen? The video of the, the kangaroo that had the dog in the headlock. Oh, yes. Yeah. And so the dude, the dog's owner I just guess. runs up. He's like, the kangaroo's just choking <laughs> him out. <and> choking <laughs> him <down." laughs> Sorry, dude. <Jimmy. laughs> but the the owner comes up and is just like, no, and, and squares up. And the kangaroo, sure yes. enough, does the same thing. And he punches the kangaroo <laughs> in the face and it just looks at him yeah, like, it was,
2: how dare you? It was shocked. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I guess it's the feet that did a the big deal, though, for kangaroos. Oh, yeah, they kick hard. They, uh, Katie up. showed me a
2: video on TikTok. Was, you all probably watch the same kind of videos. It was basically like the pouch of the kangaroo and like... Kind of, it was a lot of stuff. I was like, This is really kind of gross. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah, little baby kangaroo just hanging out in there. Yeah. Like, this is oh, kind of disgusting. I thought
0: that's where Phil was going was that he wanted to train it to keep Phil in. The <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. To, too. Uh, <laughs> one of our Photoshop experts, make sure you get a picture of, <laughs> of Phil tucked inside a kangaroo's pouch. That'd be the best picture ever. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I would probably have to go with something that was just like larger than life because it would be so cool to be able to say, like, I have this giant whale tamed and like i can go like just surf across the oceans on top of this whale stuff i'd have to pick something really big like i've always wanted like i think
1: i know you know genetic manipulation is ethically probably not the right idea but if i could have a genetically modified miniature elephant you know, not you just, you so know, you maybe you don't want a full size. No, elephant. no, I don't want to get like like squished. a teacup, elephant. Like a, teacup elephant, elephant, like a pig, right? <laughs> and it just r- running around your house, squirting water at you. <laughs> that would
0: just be amazing. A, way better than a dog. That's yeah. amazing. This, yeah, that's a weird looking dog. You gotta hit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I'd probably have to pick. I almost went elephant because it'd be cool to ride to yeah. and i feel that like, like be cool. downtown Just be, you know, Clarksburg is probably not the right place for an
2: elevator <laughs> they're <laughs> yeah. not ready for it we're seeing weirder things <laughs> that's true yeah. Uh, yeah. but this idea of taming animals and we've seen the like humanity be able to tame some crazy animals and they've done amazing things so i've had these guys prepare some fun facts or some stories about some animals that have been trained to do some wild things so which one do you all want to start uh i can uh I, for, before we go any further though we all can tell Phil has
0: had church puppet <laughs> ministry experience before, right? Because Phil has just owned this thing. We might not do an episode without DM. <laughs> uh, I could tell Where? over here the way you were so quick to move; it's like Phil has done his share of puppet he's not ministry, Jensen, but he's close. Well, this before. is not a muppet, though. You give me a muppet. We'll see what happens. It's great, but um, yeah. So I wanted to share uh, a lot of mine. You know, I was trying to find it. Stories of people taming animals to do weird things, but almost everything I searched ended up, oh, this person got mauled by this animal <laughs> yeah, that they exactly raised for right. three years. Uh, but you've probably heard of Christian the lion, and this was a story back in the 70s. I think in it was 1969 this lion was born, I think, in a zoo. Uh, i don't know how this happened but the lion was like auctioned or sold at like a department store in like london <laughs> or something right. like that i didn't know i i tried to go back and look at the whole story because i've seen the end result video of this thing and we'll get there here in a second but i can't imagine it's good <laughs> i no, this one is, is actually a hopeful and, okay and positive one but these two guys in london raised this lion in the basement of their department store called the Sophisticat. <laughs> that was the name of their store. <laughs> they raised this lion in the basement and they had an agreement with a church down the road. that They could uh, go exercise it out in the church graveyard. So oh uh, we've had some weird requests here at CBC, yeah, but sure. nobody's ever come yeah, over that. and said, Hey, can we use your, your, <laughs> your property to exercise our lions? Right. But anyway, um, so he becomes two years old. He's just, it's way too much work for two people and he's way too big. Uh, so they had somebody help them bring it to the wild and help, help get it, get it, you know, acclimated to what it would be like in Africa. And, uh, so, but they go back like two years later and you've, you've probably seen the video before of the reunion and they are just out there with the wildlife risking it all. A lion could have just pounced on him and ate him. But these two guys were so confident that Christian, the lion would recognize them. And uh, so we have a video of that reunion we're going to share with you guys real quick. So here he comes. See, he's spotted him. I'm pretty nervous. He's, I, this is where I would have pooped my pants, <laughs> right here. <laughs> All right, he's moving. He's moving up. Hey, oh, uh, big, a hugs. Hug. big hugs. Big hugs. All he did. That's see, probably better than a Ron Williams hug. <laughs> I don't know, man. But once it gets up on its hind legs like that, you know, like, man, I can't imagine King, I how how heavy. <laughs> that thing is, but he just wanted to hug them and kind of play with them and put his face in their face. That's insane. uh, It's such a cool story, but most of the time that's not the ending. So don't get any ideas about, uh, (laughs) you know, trying to raise an exotic animal. Uh, It most of the time doesn't work out that Uh, well. I've read some pretty terrible stories (laughs) today and I'm not in a great mood. I'm I'm kind of depressed today. Well, all of mine are hopeful too. So,
1: uh, just if you're thinking about maybe turning it off because uh, animal uh, carnage is not your thing, don't worry about it. We're uh, going to stay pretty hopeful. The first one, we've got a picture here of. Uh, oh yeah, I got to do a uh, uh, Australian accent. I might as well get for that out the way. Remember,
0: yeah. it's Dino that's telling the story. So, so. this is
1: a special <laughs> story uh, story for Dino too, because he might, uh, you know, hope, know, be hopeful to be like this dog here. <laughs> uh, so I'll let him tell the story. <laughs> Shrimp on the barbie. <laughs>
0: <Gotta get laughs> For a limited in. time at the outback.
1: <laughs> the town of Rabbit Hash, Kentucky, has some unusual mayors over the past 20 years. Since 1998, four dogs have been elected to the position of uh, the mayor of this town of 350 people. And this pit bull's name is Brenneth Paltrow. Brenith, Bryn, for like sure. Brynith. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he currently holds the seat of mayor. According to the town's official website, the people of Rabbit Hash generally elect mayors based on the condition of their willingness to have their belly scratched.
0: <laughs> what do you think about that? Dino, you're pretty into this, man. <laughs> that's amazing, this Dino, was Dino. Thank this you. This was Dino's favorite was story of the yeah. day. Awesome. That's, that's <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's, they have dog mayors. Yeah, dog mayors, <laughs> the... It might be the world might be a better place Absolutely. if we just had more dog mares. What was the dog's name again? Brenneth Paltrow. Brenneth Paltrow. 2024. There we yeah, go. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Hope uh, for the future. That dog looked like champion off Parks and Rec. Yeah. three legged so dog. I vote for champion. Brenneth
1: and uh, uh, Christian for uh, president and vice there we president. Go. I like it. I have that vice president that's an enforcer of yeah. the lion, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like it. <laughs> uh, here's a scary story of people being. You know overconfident with their ability to have pets that are should not be pets uh so i've always been terrified yet also really interested in snakes um mm, I, I, I know snakes. i've told you guys i love watching nature documentaries uh Actually, I think it was my birthday a few months ago and Candace was like, you don't want to get out and do something else. And we had this snake documentary on and I was just like, dude, I could just watch this all day. I remember <laughs> just being like, this is the weirdest birthday. Yeah, ever. Right, We're watching yeah. like deadliest snakes of Africa or something mm, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so I read this story about this woman who had a pet snake and it was like seven feet long. I don't know what kind of snake it would have been. I know Dino, it's pretty scary. Um, it had to be some kind of like python, boa right. constrictor, or something like seven feet long, this massive snake. Uh, but he end, the woman ended up taking the snake to a vet and asking some questions about, hey, my snake stopped eating and I can't mm. figure out why my snake won't eat anything. And so the vet just kind of like takes a step back and was like, hey, does the snake like sleep with you, cuddle with you, lay yeah. out next to you, kind of stretch itself out next to you? And she said, yeah, you know, the snake's really comfortable around me, so uh, it sleeps with me sometimes and it stretches out. And the vet told this person, what's happening is the snake is getting ready. It's sizing you up oh, and trying to prepare itself to oh, eat you. I remember that story. So the snake know. was trying to elongate itself and make sure it was clear of everything else. So it would have room to digest That's this terrible. woman <laughs> that thought this snake was her best friend. Uh-uh. Right. Uh-uh. So, uh-uh. But really the snake just wanted to swallow her whole. So yeah. a man's
2: best friend is not a boa constrictor. Uh-uh. No. I
0: saw uh, under some comments where I read that they were like, Life's lesson, man. Just because they lay right next to you don't mean they're not a snake.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm convinced that that is exactly how all animals feel about us.
2: Oh, if you have a cat... Your cat is waiting for it. They're waiting for it. (laughs) Like, you you ever met a crazy cat lady? Like, the people Uh, that have, like, seven cats? uh You know that... if if, This is so terrible. This should be featured on your shows. If you were to die and all you have is a bunch of cats and no one knew you that de- the cats are going to eat. you. That's right. Let's yeah. be honest. Oh, they man. know Dina kn- had that bad <laughs>
1: feeling about cats. Life. Cats have this cat instinct man.
2: that our oh, ancestors way back used to worship them. Right. Uh, and so they know and yeah. so they sit there exactly. and just stare at you. Yeah. Mm, they're sizing you up. Yeah. What you got?
1: All right. So uh, this next picture is a picture of a ferret. And I don't know if you knew this, but ferrets can be the right hand animals of electricians. Electricians that have actually used ferrets to run conduits through buildings that happened really? uh, in the U.S. Space Command Missile Warning Center. Hmm. They sent them through 40 foot long conduits. Uh, other others ran TV cables under Buckingham Palace to broadcast the wedding of Prince Charles and Princess Diana. But they would use these ferrets to uh, run these cables. That's pr- kind of cool. That's, see, that's really, really cool. interesting. I
0: kind of <laughs> needed a ferret
2: at my house recently. <laughs> oh, yeah, <right>. My <laughs>
0: dog does nothing for me. Like, <laughs> he might be able to fit in one of those. Nah, it's see pretty lazy. long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you got any more? Uh, uh, I just wanted to share a personal story. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Scott asked us, hey, if, if you've had any bad run-ins with animals mm-hmm. too. Uh, Phil was actually here for this. He may have a video on his phone. Uh, we went apple picking. For, mm. I I'll just go ahead and say I hate insects bugs I, I don't even know if that really counts as like i don't know maybe animals. that's a, they are animals it feels like they're their own thing i hate bugs and i was maliciously attacked yeah. by a horsefly uh about a year and a half ago i was we were with candace and i went with phil and Tori and their family apple picking and candace and i were down at another end of the orchard and uh, i think phil had enough time to realize what was happening and then yeah turn his phone you were on far. video Because I was far off, but you've, our listeners, you guys probably know that feeling when like, like animals kind of freak me out because you don't know what they're doing. You don't know, like, you know, when you hit that panic where it's like, this thing is actually going to try to kill me right now. Um, I've never been so afraid of anything before in my life. And it caused a huge fight between me and Candace because Phil and Tori look over and I'm yelling at Candace (laughs) while I'm like spinning in circles and flailing, and I just start sprinting she was just down this line it. of apples because I kept telling Candace this thing was dive-bombing me mm. over and over, and it wasn't just like a couple times and then it left. It was like, dude, this thing has it out for me. <laughs> and I so I hit panic where I was just like, I'm never going to shake this thing, and it's going to kill me. And it, All it was was a horsefly, but I just remember screaming, and Candace thought it was the funniest thing yeah. ever, and then it, it winds up landing on my back. And I'm screaming at Candace to like smack it. Uh, I'm like punch me as hard <laughs> as you can. I don't care. And she's just like kind of pulling at my shirt and just laughing. We, yeah. had, it was it was not. Yeah, I one think of I right.
1: eventually ended up smacking smacking you a couple times. But yeah, I think you got to us.
0: Yeah, I yeah. sprinted and yeah. it followed me the whole time. Uh, just died it by was me. pretty it nuts. Was, so two it's things: terrifying. one,
2: if you have that video. You yeah, mean, I'll have to see if I we can We will it. post it on our social media page the day after if we have it. Yeah. The second thing, Ron, you're a Photoshop master. <laughs> I, you had a perfect opportunity. You know the famous Michael Jordan meme? I took it personally. Like Photoshop what was it? You said a dragonfly? Oh, horsefly. Oh, a horsefly. A horsefly. And I'll yeah. well, have Josh with the Michael Jordan meme that I took it personally. <laughs> or like
0: a versus like where we're kind of looking at each other <laughs> with gloves on or something. Uh, I got That's attacked awesome. by a dog one time, too. I just very briefly, <laughs> Uh, that's a lesser. I also got attacked by a lion. Once. This was terrifying. <laughs> what was, was big of a uh, deal? Uh, the horse I was working was the bad. One. Yeah, it was worse. It was. I I was working seasonally with UPS, and I um, there was this neighborhood dog that it would follow our truck around everywhere we went, and I thought it was going to be my friend. His name was Fred. It was like a beagle, and uh, oh, the I dog dropped a, a package off. It was like the third house that it followed me to, and it just finally decided it had enough of me, and it. Sprinted at me, growling, teeth out, and meant Dino. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't do it, Dino. You wouldn't do it. You're the best. Uh, anyway, that was pretty terrifying, too. Uh, this is the last one. Uh, if you've been waiting for
1: a heartwarming uh, story, here it is. Chuck and Luann Betts live in uh, Florida, and they found an orphan squirrel after Hurricane David, and they raised it as family, and they taught it to ride on their shoulders. And eventually they would try to get in the pool and the, the squirrel would stay on their shoulders. Uh, so here's a video of what they ended up being able to train this squirrel to be able to do. Uh, they purchased a remote control boat uh, for his daughter. Oh, and man. they taught Twiggy, the squirrel, how to water ski. <coughs> and if you've seen a video of a squirrel That's water amazing. skiing, it's this squirrel, Twiggy, uh, and it's... You know, brothers, there's been like nine Twiggy since they start. But once Twiggy. they retire from water skiing, they do like, you know, thousands of shows since 1979, I think is when it started. Uh, okay. But he uh, they're gray squirrels and they uh, have been trained to, to water ski. It's a pretty cool. Dude, uh, thing that just my that spirits was, have been
0: lifted back up. <laughs> exactly, uh, Twiggy, right? Wow, the water skiing squirrel—that is the
1: best thing ever. Now, fun fact though: squirrels will actually eat small birds and other squirrels, as long uh, as well as other snakes. So, All
0: right. well, <laughs> took, took another dip down. I was thinking, I was like, I can't shake these dark side of nature things because that was hot. I saw one. Like warm. I saw one not long ago too, where these, this family had. Nurtured and raised this baby squirrel, and finally took it outside and sent it up a tree. And the dude is legit like crying, like uh, I can't no. believe we're we're saying goodbye to it. And then in a split second, this cat runs uh, up the tree, grabs and yeah, takes no. off of it. I'm no, 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 no. Uh, that's, no. That's what you can find on that uh, that
2: Instagram page, but. Wow! Thanks, guys. Cheers. Uh, tell us which one of those are your favorite. Share other <laughs> stories if you find them. Send some links to us. We'd love to watch those. Apparently, we are really into that. So, I like the I like the better ones, like the Squirrel Water sure, Skiing, yeah. more than you know. Yeah, people no, get mauled.
0: I definitely like the heartwarming ones better. <laughs> yeah, one, so they're not serial killers. take my yeah, eyes yeah, off yeah, all yeah, of yeah. it, though. Right, I, yeah. I
2: love the the good <laughs> animal stories. I also love the <laughs> unlikely animal friends. Yeah, all that right. Like, like I will like, tell you for those of you listening get on youtube check out battle at kruger park it's one of the greatest nature videos ever it's the fight between the the lions and the buffalo and then the alligator gets involved have you ever seen that wow i'll show you guys later it's amazing to watch um but when you hear these stories of mankind taming animals i'll be honest and say sometimes you can get a little cocky Mm -hmm. right you look at your dog and say i have dominion over you right i can teach you to do these things i can also you know get rid of you but uh But when we run into some of these animals, sometimes we have scary encounters, whether it's a a horse fly or a dog, or I'm gonna share with you a story of my scariest animal encounter. And I've shared before that I've been in South Africa on a mission trip and I got to go on a safari. Just brag about it again. Must be nice. It must be (laughs) nice, right? No. So in South Africa, I actually have a thing to show this. They have what's called the big five. So the big five are the elephant, the cape buffalo. The black rhino, the leopard, and the lion. Mm -hmm. All right. What I'm getting ready to share is none of these animals. Mm -hmm. All right. But these are considered the most dangerous to hunt on foot. Okay. So imagine hunting all these animals on foot. Right. You need, when I tell you the story about my animal, you'll think I'm an absolute moron. So (laughs) I've never shared this with you guys, but I'm going to tell you because. If I had a, uh, my Apple watch on, it would say I had a heart attack. <laughs> it was just scary. Uh, but just to build up the, st- the story a little bit, I'm standing at Shishluwi and Felosi game reserve at a place called Hilltop Resort. So everyone in my group, my dad and my brother are inside, I'm just walking around with the camera because there are literally animals just everywhere. <clears throat> I look up in a tree and I see this little guy just kind of hanging out up in the tree. And this is a vervet monkey, Mm -hmm. uh, adorable, right? Mm -hmm. And there's like maybe a dozen of them just swinging through the trees, like on all of your doors and locks, there were literally these little symbols that said, like, make sure doors are locked and windows are locked because they do know how to open doors and windows. And so I think this is really cool. Then I look over to the corner of my eye and I see this little fella just hanging out, this little baby vervet monkey underneath the front end of this Toyota SUV. And I just think he's absolutely adorable. I mean, look, Mm -hmm. you just want to cuddle the little guy, right? Yeah. Well, then I hear this noise that I'll never forget because all of a sudden, mama comes to the rescue. Mm-hmm. I am too close to the little baby monkey. Mm-hmm. And the only way I can describe it, imagine a hiss and a growl mixed together. It's a, uh. an eerie sound. And I never knew until this moment that monkeys had fangs. <laughs> like I thought they just had normal teeth, just kind of like Dude, you and me, scary. but they are legitimately fangs. Mm-hmm. He came all the way to my feet and he wasn't alone. Because next came his friend Ooh, to also help. And there's actually three in that picture. Uh you can see two them in the corner. If you look in the very top right corner, you can see his tail hanging out mm-hmm, uh, on the yep. sidewalk there. So these four monkeys or three monkeys are now chasing me <laughs> and like coming at me like. Charging at me. This is me. a King Louis situation from
1: uh, Jungle <laughs> yeah. Book where they all just That's come, what come I was out and imagine
2: But they're like, <laughs> oh, dude, you were in the movie. <laughs> they're like doing like those little fake charges, hissing, uh, yeah. growling, oh, showing no. their fang, like slapping towards me. Like they're within <laughs> yeah. two feet of me. Now, all the things that go through your head. You've heard stories of people who had pet monkeys who like clawed themselves to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then he had, then he had this other thought that of like I'm quoting Genesis in my head that I have dominion over them. <laughs> I think I could probably Just don't quote it to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I could probably pick him up and punt him, but I'm like, wait, what's the, what's the law yeah, here in South right. Africa? Yeah. If I can touch this animal, am I in right. trouble? Mm-hmm. So all I could do was do the quickest back pedal you've ever seen <laughs> as I'm snapping photos with my dad's camera. <laughs> yeah. I take off running backwards as I'm seeing these guys chasing after me. And I run through, there's like a big sliding glass door. As soon as you go through the glass door, they stop. It's like they knew mm. from experience never to go inside. I am like out of breath, my heart is pounding. I am mm. still freaked out. I look at my dad and he's like, what in the world's wrong with you? Like I'm drenched in sweat, I'm like, <laughs> just got chased by a monkey he's like oh shut up no he did it. i'm like i got on and i had all i had like 50 pictures like that was the best of the ones i had uh, like 50 photos of all these monkeys i want to see the blurry, <laughs> ones, the blurry <laughs> ones you can't even see because you're moving so fast but like they were just i mean it's terrifying these little these little guys who are like all of two feet tall at the most just chasing after me and like todd didn't believe me my dad didn't believe me and it was seriously when i saw the other one pop out I thought WWE like tag team style, like, yeah, they're gonna like right, take yeah. me down yeah. by force. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how could something so little right have so much power over top of me and like threaten me like that? Right. Mm-hmm. And so when I started thinking about this, I started thinking through. I'm like, okay, we've seen in movie shows like Friends, right? We had Ross. Is mm-hmm. you remember as Ross's monkey, Maurice, Maurice, Marcel, oh uh, Marcel, yeah, Marcel. Yeah. And then the movie Ninth the Museum. Anybody? <sighs> Man, what was the that? monkey in that? Yeah. The monkey in that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dexter. Dexter. Both are capuchin monkeys, which are very similar to these vervet monkeys. Both are adorable, Mm -hmm. but apparently both could kill you in a a heartbeat, right? And I think how is it possible something so small could have so much power over me, something so much like I can tame these animals, apparently, right? We've seen that people have tamed them, but apparently we actually can't. And how can something so small be destructive and cause so much harm? Which brings us to the idea that we're going to talk about today which if you, go, if you go to the book of James, which is towards the end of your Bible, uh, James was the brother of Jesus, and he, wrote, he wrote, writes this in James chapter 3, which I, I really should have quoted to these monkeys. They would have, they would have stopped. <laughs> James says in chapter 3, all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures can and are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. Right? I could have just made <clears throat> one of these guys my friend. They could have been my own little Marcel or my own little Dexter or whatever other monkey names you can come up with. But James goes on to say, but no human being can tame the tongue. Mm. It's a restless evil full of deadly poison. He says that all humanity has the ability and the power to tame wild animals. But strongly, he says, no one can ever tame their own tongue. The full passage starts like this. He says, when we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the entire animal Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and driven by strong winds, they are steered by a small rudder, Mm -hmm. wherever the pilot wants to go. Verse five says, likewise the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and itself is set on fire by hell. Mm. Crazy passes, and he just described this idea that we can control a 1,000 pound horse with a small bit in the mouth, or we can think about other animals. We've tamed lions to jump through hoops at the circus, we right. can put a giant skirt on an elephant and make it stand on a big rubber ball. Uh, right? All these different, I've seen videos of like bears riding like yeah, bicycles. Uh-huh, yeah, we can do all that, but James says we cannot even control our own tongue, we cannot tame our own tongue. He says, even though it's small. He says it's absolutely destructive. Thank you for that, <laughs> Phil. It's so destructive. And he says it's a wicked part of the human body and it cannot be tamed. He says a few different things. one, it makes great boasts. I don't think we have to go far mm. to see how mankind boasts on their own abilities, boasts, like probably those guys like, I could tame a lion. Mm. And then we see what happens to Joe yeah. Exotic, right? Like yeah. I can tame a lion, but then it backfires. Or we say, you know, it also says it can cause great pain and start wildfires. Mm. How many wildfires have we started with? Just a simple word that we've said or uttered. And the last he says, it can corrupt the entire body and set the course of one's life. So even though we can train all those animals, all those different things, we cannot control or tame our tongue. We we can speak good things about ourselves. We can speak good things about God. We can say good things about others, but also... We can be destructive with what we say. The Apostle Paul writes in Romans 3:13 about the unrighteous when he says, their throats are open graves, their tongues practice deceit. The poison of vipers is on their lips. But as Christians, what James is arguing is that we believe that when we encounter Jesus, then we follow him, everything should begin to change, including what we say, yep. including our speech. So later it says in verse 9 of James 3, with the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who are made in the likeness of Jesus. Out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? The imagery that James is presenting is, also, is this idea that of a well deep in our souls that produces water. And he's actually borrowing from uh, Jesus who said in John 7, if anyone thirsts after me, let him come and drink. Whoever believes in me, the scripture said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. So basically what James and Jesus are both saying is that what is deep inside you ultimately comes out through our speech, right? If we have hate down deep inside of us, our speech will be filled with hate. So as we grow closer to Jesus, then, we'll never fully master the tongue, right? Right. There's a little bit of hope and discouragement that Mm -hmm. we'll never fully be able to do. But as we become more like him, we begin to speak more like him and better our speech and better our example of love and how we speak. But sadly i think all of us would agree that too often as believers our speech is just as destructive as everyone else Mm. i think the perfect example of this is if you ever gather on church on sunday we'll sing songs of praise we'll offer up prayers to god we'll bless one another as we encourage one another we'll we'll extend a a welcome go to lunch Mm. after church and just listen yeah you hear gossip Slander, cursing, false accusations, lies, evil words of abuse, words that tear down. And it's like, well, did you? Can you imagine? Did you? Why in the world would that person ever come into our church? Mm. Can you believe that Pastor Phil is wearing skinny jeans with holes on the left leg today? Uh, or you know, all the different things that you hear us talking about. Was that recent? Yeah, it was. That's why I, I was said trying it. to remember <laughs> if it was
1: left leg or not.
2: <laughs> there are no jeans on me or skinny jeans. I heard a conversation of B dubs Okay, <laughs> they were talking about you. <laughs> but then we so all of that we're supposed to be producing life and building one another up but all we do sometimes is produce slander gossip whereas we cannot control the time i mean have you guys ever seen it personally in your own life where someone's just torn you down or you've been maybe the the root of the guy or the receiving end of the gossip or the slander has it been true of you all yeah i've been gossiped about a lot
0: (laughs) (laughs) no it, it is true and and it's I think some people more than others, like for me, like words really matter Mm -hmm. a lot for me. Um, A lot of people say, well, it's not always just what you say. It's how you say it. You know, like tone matters a lot and how you communicate with people and about people too. But man, words matter a lot to me. I'll hang on to one little Mm -hmm. word and it'll just like make me spiral. Like, and so words have definitely really hurt me. I I was trying to think as you were talking about like the different little like cliche sayings you hear growing up. Uh, I think the biggest lie that we could tell our kids is that little, like, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Yeah, You know, I probably repeated that over and over growing up. It's a lie. And I <laughs> – the the older I get, the more I'm like, that is so, uh, like, false, you know. It's like garbage. That, like, that's – I don't think anyone could actually believe that in their heart because yeah. words hurt, man. Like, yeah. yeah, I've been there and I've been on the other side of that where mm-hmm. I'm hurting people with our words, too. Like, yep. we just – we fail to realize the weight that our words carry most of the time. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh yeah. Uh,
0: man, there's an illustration about, Oh, like uh
1: toothpaste, right? Mm. Like you can get it out of the tube and squeeze it, but you can never get the toothpaste back in the tube. Mm. And that's like, yeah. it is with our, our words. We say things and we, uh, end up apologizing and, and that's good, especially if we're sincere. But, the wound is still there, right? And and it can't take that back. Um, another one of those sayings is uh, "I'm rubber and you're glue," and whatever you say bounces off of me. Now that one is a little bit true in that sometimes the things that people say say more about themselves than it does about the other person. For sure, yeah. but no, it no I'm a sponge hurts. man. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I'm absorbing every word you say. I'm yeah. glue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's it. That's yeah, the same. That's just, yeah, I'm glued. The <laughs> words are going to stick to me and they will die with me. <laughs> yeah, uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I had a couple of different quotes. I was just kind of looking uh, at a couple of things that, that really stood out to me. Uh, one of them was from Yehuda Berg. It says, words have energy and power with the ability to help, to heal, to hinder, to hurt, to harm, to humili- hum- humiliate, and to humble all H's, which is pretty impressive, that was yeah. impressive. but it's, it's so true. Like, man, we, we forget the power that we have when we speak words to people mm-hmm. that we could either make their day ruin their day. We could yeah. humiliate them or we could elevate them and lift them up. Like, uh, I had one other ones, uh, quote that I really liked. It was be mindful when it comes to your words, a string of some that don't mean much to you may stick with someone else for a lifetime. And mm. I know like you you just asked us personal experiences. There are things like that somebody said to me to my face or just kind of an earshot of me that I still can vividly mm-hmm. hear over and over again in my brain. Yeah. Some of those I've
2: used as motivation in life. Mm-hmm. There's other ones that I still get bummed out when I think about it. Yeah. Other things that people have said.
1: Do you find yourself ever getting triggered when somebody says something like or in your mind, you hear it the way that someone yes. else said it and meant
0: it. Yeah. yeah. Like that one thing kind <clears> of <throat> made you paranoid. Right. And now yeah. moving forward, there's like little trigger words. Yeah.
2: Right. Right. That, right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like, for for example, like in ministry, we talk about like, we don't talk about hiring pastors. We talk about calling pastors. Right. And so this idea, I had a person who was at one point a mentor in my life and he kind of became a turd. And, uh, but he said <laughs> one point and he's like, dude, those were mean words. Right? <laughs> Just being honest. What he did was turdish. (laughs) Um, Now he he looked at me, he's like, Scott, I really kind of doubt God's calling on your life. I'm like, what a jerk. (laughs) And like, I hear that sometimes. when you're like, what do you feel like God's called you to do? I just hear his voice in Uh, the back of my mind. So that's one of those words I I easily get triggered by. We carry him with us. Yeah. Mm. And so I want to quote another one. Uh, This is sort of similar, but the great theologian, Jimmy John. uh, Mm. Jimmy John Subs. No way. So if you ever go to Jimmy John's, they're like, signs all over free the room. smells by free by smells way. is one of his best quotes <laughs> uh, but there's another one he had uh it was in parkersburg i think it was like uh, something to the extent of the number one most deadly weapon known to human humanity is gossip mm. like how quickly the a lie how quickly a rumor can just destroy someone's life yeah it can cause and start wars like mm. it can do all mm. kinds of stuff and so what's what's the hope then we have with this like how if we can never control fully or tame fully the tongue what do we do well, james actually says earlier in chapter one verse 19 he says everybody should be quick to listen slow to speak slow to become angry yeah and i think in our world today especially a polarized society like we that we live in everyone is quick to offer their opinion mm-hmm. right Right. everyone's quick to make a post everyone's quick to argue everyone's quick to do all kinds of things but as christians it says we should be quick to listen mm-hmm. now most of us don't want to do that because usually what we're going to hear is something we don't like yeah but usually whenever you do listen, you can have empathy for the other person. And what you're doing is you're showing honor. But if you're quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become anger. I think all those three things are tied together. Yeah. Right. And so the idea is that the more you spend time with Jesus, I think these kind of become natural, mm-hmm. uh, the more we spend time with him as we grow in him, because we see Jesus staying silently whenever he's accused, Yeah. Right? staying silently as he's hurled insults, people are yelling, crucify him. He's mm-hmm. standing there silently, right? He didn't have to speak. He just stood there. Quiet. i think we learned a good example of that and so as i want you to start thinking about that throughout your day today ask yourself this is a hard question but what did i say today that would hurt somebody else's life mm-hmm. or what did i say that would elevate somebody yeah so my friend back in huntington i'm sorry for calling you a turd <laughs> what you did was turdish but I'm gonna, call, so I'm gonna apologize for calling you a turd but he, he, he points out quickly he, maybe you caught it earlier he says we curse those who are made in the image of god right Everyone is made in the image of God. So therefore they're deserving of honor and respect just as much as we are. So therefore we should only offer up words to one another that are honoring and worthy of respect. Mm -hmm. So does your speech build up? Does it honor? Does it encourage? Or on the flip side, is your speech only ones that slander, destroy, tear down or start fires because it's only revealing what is down deep inside you. Mm -hmm. And I would challenge you to really consider what encounter have you had with Jesus and what, are you doing in your relationship with him? Because as we spend more time with him, we'll begin to look more like him and we'll begin to speak more like him. Yep. Uh, we all were youth pastors. I think middle
1: school boys uh, can be some of the ones that, they don't always have a, a bad heart about it, but they can say things um, that are very hurtful. Uh, there was a time that I wanted to to murder a 13-year-old boy that had told my wife that she looked uglier without her glasses on oh,
2: so <laughs> i'm weird. like what
1: are you saying like to her face said yeah. it i'm sitting right there with her and i never wanted to murder a kid before more in my life yeah. uh, but we can do that yeah. and uh so i remember quoting often and uh you guys probably have done this too but the the old adage of like think before you speak mm-hmm. uh is it true is it helpful is it mine's it, always is it wise yeah yeah well it has doing an ac- acronym you were right
2: in the middle. Is, is it, it true?
1: It <laughs> is it helpful? Now it's wise. I got to put a W in the word. Think.
0: Oh, <laughs> <Well, laughs> that's what you were doing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't catch what you were doing. What is the I? If
1: maybe I should be right. slow to speak and quick to listen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's true. Helpful. Inspiring. Necessary and kind. Yes. Okay. And uh, the ones that are obvious is like, okay, I need to be kind. Uh, the ones that are a little bit harder are necessary. Do I need to say this to this person in that instance where this kid was being super mean? Like, yeah, you didn't need to say that. You can think those things in your head if you want to. Mm-hmm. She looks better without. OK, fine. <laughs> is it necessary? Is it inspiring? Does it yeah. lift somebody up? Yeah, that's is a good helpful? question. Is it, uh, you know, kind or truthful? And and sometimes that's a, a hard one, too, because sometimes it is hard to be truthful and kind uh, at the same time, you know, and to say somebody that's like, hey, you got a booger hanging out of your nose, you know, like <laughs> yeah. that is a kind thing to tell someone in an appropriate way, like to the right. side, not up in front of a stage. <laughs> Look at that guy. <laughs> got yeah. Right, right. Yeah.
0: So Those are good questions to ask. I like we need to ask ourselves or just try to be thoughtful before we say anything. Mm-hmm. I think it was in um, Celebration of Discipline, a book about spiritual disciplines by Richard Foster. He talks about silence and, you know, going into it, I just Assumed, okay, going to a quiet place, right? And that's mm-hmm. part of it. But mm-hmm. some of it is also being intentional about, hey, today, before I say anything, before I open my mouth, I'm going to think about everything. And yeah. it's like, dude, you find yourself saying a lot less words, but right. saying a lot more meaningful words. Yeah. Yeah. And you start less fires and you start lifting people up more with mm-hmm. with fewer words. And And,
2: and make sure you yeah. understand this. this is not just in your one-on-one, like you're telling somebody something, but it's also in your gossip. Yeah. like apply that to gossip mm-hmm. do yeah. i need to share this is this even my story to tell to right. somebody is this even helpful right yeah. if somebody was telling the story about you would you appreciate it right right and usually as christians let's be honest we say um i have a prayer request for a friend <laughs> yeah. you know you just really want to blabber it's or really something that you should not yeah. talk about and yeah, then just under, if you're going to do the prayer request, just say unspoken at that point, yeah, right. really right, the only yeah. time I actually think yeah, that's yeah. a helpful thing to sure, say. Right. Be right? praying for her family. Let me tell you <laughs> all about her. You can look on Facebook bad. recently. You probably get it, right? Bless yeah. her heart. I, I heard
0: somebody say one time, like talk about people behind their backs, but say the right things. Yeah. So yeah. like, instead of talking about people in a negative way, yeah. you know, like how can I, even though this person, even though Scott doesn't know that I'm saying good things about him right now, how can I just like lift him up in our conversation at lunch? There's a quote from the office where the boss, uh,
1: Michael is talking to another employee and says, I would never tell Pam this, but she is the most <laughs> inspiring and artistic and creative and wonderful employee that we have. He's like, why would you not tell, tell her that? Her. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so that that's the, the challenge is to say, like you said, to say the, uh, the right types of things behind people. And mm. if you're not part of the problem and you're not part of the solution, We probably don't need to jump into all these. Don't be part of the discussion. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So
2: yeah, Yeah, be very careful. And it's not you know it's what you say to people. It's what you tweet about, what you post about, and do so in an honoring way. If you're if you if you're struggling with this on social media, my old view is before you post, don't don't. (laughs) like just. (laughs) just yeah. it's like a whole like thing before you speak before you post just don't yeah, yeah. Right? So right if you yeah. can't say anything honoring or loving to somebody just don't talk maybe yeah. that's the best thing maybe you should take a bow of silence the rest of your life
1: share so some videos of twiggy the water Yeah. just go back and watch squirrel. that squirrel
2: yeah. yeah
0: yeah christian the lion all the heartwarming stuff yeah. forget about everything else. About. <laughs> and obviously these are things that
1: you know we don't have mastered nope. either and, oh, uh, yeah. you know, Clearly, every I, time <laughs> I
0: talk about this, uh, it's, uh, it's like, Oh, you know, like, I, I, I could do I'm, so much better. Yeah. I think we've had conversations before too. Oh, where yeah. It's like, we kind of, one of us just, Hey, you know what we've been really bad about lately <laughs> yeah, exactly. is not really being positive
2: and kind. That's with actually how we why talk we brought this up people. today. This is actually <laughs> an intervention. Uh, you, me, or me and Phil, <laughs> yeah. all our weirdos yeah. are here to intervene in your life. <laughs> I just gossip too much.
0: <laughs> I, But yeah, find some people to hold you accountable in your normal group that you talk to. uh, Maybe kind of stop before things escalate and snowball into this big gossip session. Maybe stop and ask, hey, maybe we shouldn't. Talk mm-hmm. like this today. How can we be kind? How can we be inspiring? And how can we be helpful with our and, words? And not being just and not being negative is in the same boat yeah. as that, too. Like a positive outlook, a
1: hopeful yeah. outlook, especially for the people around you. Let's have hope that maybe this time they'll be a little bit different yeah. than all these things I have in my
2: mind. Think about the person you talk about most, mm. right? Usually it's going to be the something hell. negative, if we're being honest. If, <laughs> if, if sure, somebody's right. living rent free in your brain and in your speech, you may have a problem honoring other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's something Absolutely. I've learned. So that's all we got today. So I want to thank these guys for their amazing facts. I'm going to let Phil uh, wrap us up today and tell you what you're supposed to do. Make sure that you go and comment on uh,
1: Instagram and uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube. If you're listening on Spotify and Apple podcast, that's awesome. We love that. Uh, but go ahead and jump into in the comments too. make sure you share it and all that kind of stuff. We need to uh, get the word out there and, uh, Man, uh, we are just having a blast with this and just having a great time talking to you guys. And uh, yeah. Don't start
2: fights in the comments. <laughs> Build one another up. If you see Sigmund post something that you disagree with, say, hey, that's a great opinion. Right. Just right. honor.
0: All to jump in the comments and say something encouraging to somebody else in the comments. Not yes. to us. And yes, to so us. you know, <laughs> Janie,
2: too.
1: We know what we're getting into by asking you to vote for the weirdest one, and it's all in good fun. It won't actually hurt our feelings. I also saw a comment <laughs> that she said she'd
2: bring donuts to us from DARS. Hey, there we go. All that, oh man, we'll have her on the show if she. <laughs> you'll, be our, you'll be our next guest after Dino. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: that's awesome. Hey, we love you guys so much, and we want to remind you that we're talking about having a faith that is different. And this is something that would set us apart, having a tongue that doesn't tear down and instead builds people up. So let's get weird because normal isn't working.
0: We love you, weirdos.